Hey guys, so for this episode, we actually ended up missing the entire first half because my laptop decided to shit itself, which you will hear probably in the next 30 seconds from uh, when we picked the recording back up. All we had basically said was, you know, talking about Logic, how this was his final album, it was his retirement album, and, you know, the differences in how we felt. So basically talked about how the only Logic one that he really enjoyed was Young Sinatra 4, and how much, you know, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind and Supermarket Soundtrack flopped, and how this one, he went into it with mixed feelings, where everybody was saying this is the best album ever, and then going into it with, oh, well, I really hated the last couple projects. Uh, I was basically just talking about how much I loved this album and how it had become a favorite for me, and then it cut off right when I was starting to talk about his song Perfect. So it's going to be a little bit of a shorter podcast, but I hope that you guys are still going to enjoy it. It was a rough couple nights for me, so we didn't have the time to just, you know, re-record this all together. But, um, yeah, so thank you guys so much, and welcome to Audio Roulette. And we are back because my computer decided to shit itself, and I had to take a good solid hour break, so that way... (laughs) I did yep. not hurt anything. Uh, what I was at last time was I was talking about how Perfect was, you know, a fucking banger of a track. It uh, it was only like two minutes long, and it ended up just slamming you right in the face. And it's the only turn-up track on the album. And that one, I really enjoyed it. And from then on, like, Man I Is, loved it. Dad Bod, Dad Bod was hilarious. Because he's sitting there and he's like, oh, uh, I used to make bills and stuff. And he's talking about how he used to brag about making tons of money and everything. And he's like now bragging about how many diapers he can change and how quick he can. Uh, Five Hooks was good. It was aptly named. Have five different hooks. Uh, Dark Place was really good. You know, talking about mental health and stuff. Uh, A to Z was awesome. He's telling his son, you want to learn your ABCs? And then in the background, I like how you can hear A, and then da ba da ba da ba da ba da. Believe B. You could hear a difference. And he went through the whole alphabet. It was really cool. Uh, Heard him say was another good one. And then Amen is technically the final song song of the album, and it's really short, but it's it's really good. I, I I can't tell you what I like about each one because the vibe was sort of different. It was like oh. Here's one we're gonna have like kind of boom trap. Now here we're gonna go really hard with the 808s and stuff. Now here we're gonna kind of like chill a little bit, kind of hit some lo-fi stuff. Now here we're just gonna have a conversation. And here I'm gonna tell you my story. And I think that was something that I really enjoyed on the album was having that back and forth where it was like, okay, this is a banger song. And then it was like, all right, well this one is actually just relaxing, or this one is just gonna be turn up. And stuff like that. So, I I don't know if I can say I prefer the later half after, before the first half. But I will agree that as the album went on, the songs progressively got better. And yeah. listening to that, it was very enjoyable for me. Because it was like listening to Young Sinatra 4 again. In that regard of... Oh, this is really good. It's like, oh wait, hold on, this just got better. Wait, hold on, this is this is really good. And then by the time you get to the end of the album, you're like, like last call. That is one of the only songs that is like nine minutes long that I will listen to all the way through. 
I love that song on Young Sinatra for. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. So my So if I had to rank, I guess by first half and second half, I think I would probably What would you say? What would be the mid area? Perfect being the final song of the first half? I I've considered uh Man I is that's that's track eight. Okay. I did it. The tough first half is the first eight, and the second half is the last seven. Mm. I don't know. What what would you review the first half? Okay, like I do like things in the first half. Like, like I said, I think I think the intro did cool things, but it's just I don't see myself listening to it. Hit my line was pretty decent, and like. I just said once again, I don't see myself listening to it. I loved the Outcast interpolation on, on GP4 with the chorus because I loved the the song Elevators already. So interpolating that, I liked that. But the rest of the song, I was just eh. I enjoyed Celebration, but I kind of like by the time the song was done, I, I wasn't as interested in it there. Mm -hmm. uh, open mic and Soul Food, I kind of I kind of forgot them. I'm not gonna lie, I've already yep. forgotten them. I, I liked Perfect. It was good. But, like, I feel like for bangers, I have other bangers that I would always go to first is my problem with it. Uh, man, I is. I, I also kind of forgot that one. Um, like, it's it's still good. I think that really, to me, the first half just lacks replay value. And, of course, like I said, I do feel that I went into this album with conflicting thoughts already i kind of expected everything from it from the reviews but also because of the past two logic projects i also expected nothing so that kind of like i expect this to be the best thing i've ever heard combined with also the fact that i expected it to be terrible led to like really conflicting here to me so it's like the first half's not bad and i definitely think at the end of the day if you like logic you will love this first half like guaranteed i think mm -hmm. i think every logic fan is happy with this record. And if he's not lying, and this is actually his last record, this whole record is a, definitely a solid send-off. Um, but for me, I mean, the first half... The first half is like a five and a half or six for me. Um, but the second half is much more like a nine, like an eight and a half or a nine. Overall, I'd say to me the album then kind of ends up being about a seven and a half, and I'm pretty happy with that rating. Um, which, when you're talking, I considered Confessions like literally a two. That's such a step up. Like that's a really, really big step. Up. So for so, me, I liked five out of the eight songs in the first one. Like just today alone, I've been re-listening to like Hit My Line and Perfect a lot. And I definitely really enjoy Man I Is, but whenever I finish an album all the way through, there are always standout tracks to me that I always go back and listen to over and over again. And so yeah. I eventually have to, like, you know, break away. Like, I've been doing that with the break-ins in this album. I'm having to go back and listen to other songs <laughs> instead of just, you know, yeah. drop out and sauce in the rough. <laughs> but um, I'd probably give the beginning half probably like a seven, maybe. Like a solid seven, because... I did like parts of Open Mic and Aquarius, and I did like parts of Soul Food, too. So, I would probably, yeah, I'd probably give it, like, a solid seven for me. And then the final half, with the exception of Obediently Yours, I would definitely give it probably, like, an eight, 
eight and a half probably. So overall, I'd probably give this maybe like, I don't know, maybe like, uh, I guess if I'm, how do I do this? It's like a seven and a half, and an eight and a half. I guess meeting in the middle with that would probably be like an eight album. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, so I find it funny that, because uh, I actually really like Obediently Yours. Did I listen to it as a song? No, but I think like, like, that was one of the best ways of making a political statement I think you can do on an album. Like, just hearing like a, a speech from 1946 over the beat, it, it works really well. Mm-hmm. Like, it, and then like I said, I do, I, I think that once again, it's it's unique to see that something from 1946 parts definitely still hold relevant today. So, I think that um, I think that if Logic tried to put the same political message that's in here throughout the songs, I don't think it would have hit in the same way. I think by putting this in its own song and just letting someone else's words that were already tried and true basically speak, uh, I think that was a really good use of it. Especially since, of course, this is the same person who he used the speech from on the intro, so it's kind of like a come full circle. You have part of the speech at the intro and the other major part of the speech at the end so i thought that was, i really liked that actually i didn't even piece that together because like no pressure i enjoyed the intro and i liked how he cut it but i wasn't thinking of you know like what he was actually saying most i haven't really listened to the words on the album yet i'm always like some part of the album will catch me and usually yeah, it's like the instrumentals that will hit me first usually and so like, I hadn't even caught that. I'm going to take a guess and say it was, like, Martin Luther or something. Orson Welles. Orson Welles. See, that shows how much I listen to it. <laughs> I heard political <laughs> statement, and I'm like, Martin Luther King. Here we go. <laughs> Biracial man using Martin Luther King. Never been done before. <laughs> but um, that, that would also, be cool. Also, speaking of race... Mike, uh, dude, no, no pressure. He doesn't mention the thing that he's been clowned yeah, on. He for. does not whole, talk about being biracial. Career. Like you would, you would have no idea if you just listened to this album. I mean, what, what do you expect? People would be like, "What? Why does everybody make fun of him for being biracial?" I didn't hear any of that. And then you just listen to fucking everybody, and it's like, "I'm black and white." <laughs> You're. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you'd be making a song just like reading off his twenty-three and me report. <laughs> yeah, that's right, forty-three percent South African, like you know, something like that. Forty-three percent South African, fifty-seven percent white. So white. That's right. That's over a third. I'm black. <laughs> <laughs> I'm black in the ways it matters. <laughs> he he did confirm that for us. God. Yeah, o- overall, like, even, like, taking away the review part, overall, I think it's just a really solid send-off album. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't Going think say, of you could have done it better. I don't ever trust rappers that retire. It, you, you don't, but... You can't trust rappers or, like, anybody. Look at how many times yeah, like Slayer has broken up. Look how many times Rob Zombie has quit. Look at how many times 
Ozzy Osbourne has quit or yeah. Motley Crue or whatever. They're still going. <laughs> They're like, we're done. Then a year later, psych, we got an album. Or like uh, Amberlin. Yeah, we're done making music forever. Bye, guys. Hey, yo, did y'all say album? 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 We heard album. Like, you can't trust anybody with it, especially when music's that ingrained in your life. Like, this motherfucker was releasing albums like they were fucking french fries, dude. It was like, he just released one. He's like, yeah, we got uh, another album on the way. Wait, what? Yeah, it's going to come out in a month. What? It's got 17 songs. What? (laughs) Motherfucker's Tupac. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh... But in the event that he actually is staying true to that fact that he is done with music, this I don't think he could have done it better. I think for a send-off, this is a send-off. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was cool. I, like I said, I loved, like I said, the, the throughout the, the little quips about like what they were doing when they were making it. And I, I really liked that one song. I don't remember which one it was, where he played his first demo tape. Oh, I it love that like, one. I think that one was uh Oh, where is it? Uh I think it was Heard Him Say, maybe. That's what I was thinking. Uh, like the end of A to Z and yeah. uh yeah, I think that was it. And yeah, that was that was so cool. Like I mean That like, had me tearing up. That had me tearing up a little bit. Cause it was so surreal to just listen to like your younger self rapping and then out of nowhere have it where you start rapping as you are now and to hear the growth, but also hear like that little kid dream voice that you had back then mm-hmm. that you had something to prove that you wanted to be something come through. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. It's there. There's always a certain hunger in someone's voice when they really want something. And when you have success, you just can't keep that. It's subtle. And it's almost unnoticeable. But when you hear that, the person who just wants to make it um, before they've made it, it's always a really unique thing. Yeah. And I think that was one of the most enjoyable parts of that was hearing that difference. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, I, I give it a pretty good, pretty good rating just because I, I haven't seen a send off album do this well in a while. Yeah, I, you know, like realistically, Logic has actually had a pretty short career, um, but you can't deny that his name has been around for that whole career, pretty much. Yeah, he's so, never not been somewhere in the headlines with Logic's releasing a new one, and his fan base. I mean, his fan base are ravenous. Apparently, there's like a whole lore behind some of the stuff he does with like Talia and. Like yeah, yeah, guys. he has the whole thing. And I've I, I tried researching into it, but I read like three Reddit pages. And I'm like, I have no idea what the fuck is happening right now. <laughs> and I will say honestly, I think that Lauren Extent is also one of the reasons that I actually kind of believe this is a retirement album because of the fact that Ultra Eighty Five was scrapped, and it's just like I think it's like the two the last like two real tracks, um, is what he said was Ultra Eighty Five. Talia says it whenever comes in there because if you didn't know there i 
vaguely known when I was keeping up there that um, Ultra 85 was supposed to be coming out, and that was supposed to be his next record. That was supposed to be his final record, too. Yeah, that was supposed to be the sequel to The Incredible True Story. Uh, But he scrapped that in in favor of this, and so all that's left is the last two songs, which, in a sense, once again, I actually really like that, too. There's just something interesting about it. It's interesting, once again, seeing that process and literally having it announced on the record that it's like, hey, the next two songs aren't actually from this record. They're from another record that I didn't, that I scrapped. I can't remember which songs. You wouldn't know it. It's like, you wouldn't notice it. You would never know it. But yeah, I I really think that's a cool thing because once again, it's just a little extra context. And I think that basically like that's one of the cooler parts of an album there's always the music but there's always a story behind every record i think that that was such a cool part of it that kind of yeah that kind of ties into what like we were talking about the release day of uh well like 30 minutes after my album dropped Mm -hmm. was the story behind every song and i think going forward i at least want to try in some work to incorporate something that kind of tells like the story behind why everything was created. Like, even if it's like just a small little line, like they did where it's like the next song, two songs were from ultra 85 or just a little subtle thing that it's like, yeah, this was written because of this. It's, it'd be really cool to do that. But I knew ultra 85 cause he kept talking about it on uh, young Sinatra four on the last call. And then he was yeah. talking about another Bobby Tarantino one, which I'm going to take a guess and say Bobby Tarantino 3 was supposed to be like Confessions of a Dangerous Mind because he said the next thing is going to be like all trap and stuff, and that was pretty much all trap. So I'm going to take a guess and say that's why. Because a lot of people had like the lore thing because he in the thing he's wearing like the red jacket from The Incredible True Story. Yeah. And, like, the red thing that's, like, sticking out of his neck, like, the face is supposed to be, like, Talia and everything. So I'm going to take a guess and say Bobby Tarantino 3 was uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And then this one is basically just send-off from, you know, Paradise and everything. Which, that that just begs the question of, like, damn, how creative and intelligent and how much do you have to have that to create this entire lore in your music that people are devouring everything? We're like the modern listener can listen and be like, this is a banger. And then two fans that are like devoted to you are like, Oh my God, this is another part of the lore. Like that's just, whew. I can't do that. That's too much stress. I know I'd fuck something up in the lore. Like I'd say something yeah. and be like, Oh yeah, we're heading over here. And then, in the next album, I'm doing something, and it's like, oh, da, da, da. and they're like, wait, this counteracts the lore as it is. It's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, yeah. It's not canon. <laughs> Be like yeah, Five was... Nights at Freddy's creator. <laughs> yeah, I think this was this was a good record. This was a good record. Like I said, you know, I, I may not be a perfect record in my opinion or anything. But, I mean, I think that anyone who is a fan, and even more importantly, honestly, anyone who's not a fan can appreciate this as a record nonetheless. I think this is a, is a record that's very easy to appreciate. Mm-hmm. I, I 100% agree with that. 
And after listening to No Pressure, I highly recommend going to listening to his everyday song. That shit is fire. I go hard every motherfucking day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 808 is coming. It's just so good. So good. But uh, other news. Um, Kim Kardashian and Kanye West getting a divorce. <laughs> question mark, question mark, exclamation question mark. Children getting taken away from Kanye. Meek Mill, now the father. <laughs> oh, sorry. We Chris Jong-un. <laughs> I'm worried for Kanye. Like, I don't like him as a person. Yeah. He's a dick, but I'm kind of worried for him. <laughs> yeah, I... It, everyone knows that Kanye has had problems, and uh, I really think that uh, he's going down a very dangerous path. Well, he's running for the fucking presidential election, so. Yeah. If that doesn't tell you enough. Yeah, I'm I'm concerned. I'm concerned for him. Uh, new music, new music release. Uh, Ski Mask dropped his first single since. What was it? Uh, Sir Ski or whatever it was called. Stokely. Stokely. I I knew it was something like that. Ski Mask, the Slump God. Yep. I love that song. Yeah, apparently it sounds like my song Once a Home Now a Prison on the album everyone. Uh I promise That's what you. It reminded me. Of. I promise you. I had that one first. <laughs> I had that song first. Um Yeah, I don't Let's see. Does is it going to tell me the new releases or is it just going to be like No. Oh, isn't that there cool? It says no. Uh, there were those two Drake tracks a little while ago. Drake released some new stuff? Yeah, he had two songs with, with uh, DJ Khaled, uh, Grease and Popstar. Oh, I don't keep up with Drake, but that's cool. I'm probably going to have to listen to him because I like DJ Khaled's stuff. Um, I, I liked Popstar. I did not like Grease. But... I think Taylor Swift had her new album drop. Uh, which I am very much wanting to listen to because I'm kind of wanting to get one of those limited edition vinyls that she has. <laughs> Jake Cole dropped two singles. Oh shit! I didn't know about that. Yeah, no, he dropped the, he dropped two singles uh, for uh, for his next album to follow. Ooh. Uh, your boy dropped an album titled "Burning." Go check that shit out. It's. I'm going to check it. When I woke up this morning, it was past 600 streams. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, wow, we're at 610 right now. And I went up like seven followers. What? Uh, so, yeah, your boy dropped an album. Go listen to it. Uh, the boy Zach Ferris that was on the last podcast that we interviewed, there, his band song Blind is on. Uh, merch is out. Uh, oh, coming tomorrow, merch for Audio Roulette will be released. Uh, you will have the redacted face mask, redacted fanny pack, redacted phone case. Uh, you will even have a redacted shirt, and it's pretty fire. I'm not gonna lie. Um, 
but you should have all that too. Uh, and I have merch. If you want a merch bundle, I am personally shipping out everything. You can get a signed CD and a burning T-shirt for twenty-five bucks. You can get just the CD for ten bucks, and you can get just the shirt for twenty bucks. And for the next, I want to say like maybe four or five orders. You're going to get a limited edition brief respite sticker and a an unburned version of the artwork as a poster. And you're, of course, going to get all my love. So, yeah. How can you give all your love to four people? I'm going to jizz in a cup and just send it to them. I think you just killed your merch sales immediately <laughs> somehow. I think with that with that one sentence, you just you just no. Killed. There's gonna be that one person that's like, "Oh, do tell. Can I have the rest of their jizz? Is that cool? Yeah, they ain't using it. They they don't want it. I'll take it. You don't have to worry about it. I'll take it. God. Yeah, but you guys are insane. Uh, if anybody's actually getting to like this far, I don't think we've actually been like recording technically for that long. But um, if you know we haven't, but it's been long for us. It it's been so, so fucking long. But our uh, one hour intermissions. <laughs> one hour where we talked about PCs and everything. Cause I'm building the PCs, so shit can stop breaking on me. <laughs> but yeah. uh, so so if you want to have the the actual recording experience, uh, anybody who is is listening this far here, what you do is whenever he starts talking about perfect, you pause it, you stand up, and do something else for an hour. And then you come back and listen to the other half. And that was what we did. Yeah. We were talking about my PC. We were going into parts. And then we started talking about why it's smarter to just own a PC instead of just buying consoles. <laughs> we should just have like a tech hour some point in the future where we're just talking about everything. Actually, I think this is episode 14, I believe. So yeah. next week is our special one. And audience, do you know why? Because it is going to be the AR-15. So that means... <laughs> I was the one who made that joke first, and I almost forgot it. <laughs> Dude, I know. So it's going to be like me and Jables. Uh, hopefully, you spoon. Uh, but we got to do something. We got to do something special for it. Because I know, it's 15 weeks, which is crazy. I've been... I alone have been doing this for 15 weeks straight. <laughs> Almost 15 weeks straight. At this point, it's 14 weeks. That is over three months. That is, it's almost been three months. No, four months now that I've been doing this. That is insane. Fucking quarantine, man. <laughs> But uh, at least being productive for the three people that listen. Yeah, actually, the last one, Blind Jiminy Dicket, actually made like shot us into like a hundred and thirty streams. So we were at like oh. ninety nine, and then now we're at like a hundred and thirty. Live streams have been pretty fun too because people have been like, "Whoa, what are you doing?" It's like, "Oh yeah, we're doing this," and they're like, "Oh my god." You know, I just always want future airplane goes to to blow up some. 
I feel like that I love one's that gonna, title so much. I feel like that one's gonna do pretty good. <laughs> like I don't care how long ago it's been. I love the title so much. Like everyone, your airplane needs... go. Brrr. It's also how can little... you not listen to that? I mean, that one is right after Little Baby, or two episodes after Little Baby didn't get his turn when we talked about why Little Nas couldn't buy cars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, I think it's College Babes is, like, one of the most popular ones for it, and, uh, people also like Docking Pepper. Docking Pepper was an iconic one, because that is the one where we stopped trying to just do music review and went into more talking. That was literally just cocaine. It was straight up cocaine. It was it was so bad. <laughs> I mean, no, it was good, but it was also bad. All right, let's let's take a look at the catalog here. Let's see. Uh, hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! Somebody listened to my "Woe is me, I have issues" a metalcore history lesson. That makes me happy. Somebody did. Yo. Somebody finally did. It's about fucking time let's see all time it's only an hour it's not even a really long one yeah people actually listened to it uh it was all male and it was some dude in thailand who was between the ages of 28 and 34 so whoever you are thank you our taiwanese friend my taiwanese friend we have 39 listeners a month what? <laughs> Why? Damn. Why? People are really listening to this shit. Okay. 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 So, uh, yeah, merch is gonna be up. Uh, it's gonna be at audio roulette dot or no teespring dot com slash audio roulette. Uh, I'm gonna have a website coming up that you can buy merch and shit through, and uh, have like all my music links instead of just having a link tree. I feel like having a website will be a little bit better. Um, yeah, and uh, new music is going to be coming out a lot sooner than I think everybody thinks. By the time I released Burning, I already had about two or three EPs worth of songs. So y'all are going to have a fun time. I think the next one, the next thing that's going to come out is an EP and like, November probably uh, and the tentative name is distance so y'all be prepared for that it's the first time I'm trying to tackle production mixing everything all by myself so that should be exciting for y'all but, uh, I I think we're uh, I think we're at the end of this <laughs> uh, any final words soap Nah. <laughs> That's what I was feeling. All right, next week, uh, AR-15, and we're going to be doing something something cool. I don't know what it is. It'll probably just be all three of us cracked up, hopefully, as long as nothing bad happens the day before I'm supposed to record again. <laughs> true, true. But, uh, all right, so check out the merch. Check out my album, and... Uh, we will see y'all next week.
Bye bye. Yeah.